Hello everyone. Welcome to the Tech Geek podcast on careers in Java. I am your host Supriti Adivanshi. Java is everywhere. From Android applications and web server tools to enterprise software, Java has in a way formed the backbone of the internet revolution. It is hence both wise and lucrative to look for a career in Java as a software developer. To educate you with the current market positions from the plethora of opportunities in Java, today I am in conversation with Raja Raman, Group Vice President Technology from Publicis Sapient. Raja has 19 years of experience in developing and supporting technology applications for various clients. He is a technical architect and delivery lead for a leading asset manager in the US and in the past has led and delivered projects on various technologies. He also currently leads the Java practice at Publicis Sapien. Welcome to the show Raja. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much Raja for being here. I am delighted to have you here with me and I'm looking forward to some great insights on the career opportunities front for our audience. So without any further ado, let's just quickly get on to the questions. So the first one is what do you see as a potential for Java and uh, is it something that developers should continue to learn in their careers? I think that's a great question to start with because ever since Oracle acquired Sun Microsystems there has been a question mark about whether Java is going to stay here for longer or should we switch to some other technology right so let me give you a brief background and then we can talk about the specific answer to your question java was developed with the promise of write once run anywhere at that point there were no platform independent languages that could be deployed on any amount of platforms be it linux be it windows be it mac and so java came in and filled that sweet spot right ever since that period where java was introduced there has been a whole ecosystem that java was used to build and that ecosystem includes things like Spring Boot, frameworks like Apache ActiveMQ, and so many different projects, rules engines, content management systems. So Java was used as an open source language to create such a lot of infrastructure that at this point, most of the enterprises are actually using Java for their backend in one shape or form, right? Now, coming to your specific question of whether we should be investing in Java as a career at this point, I can tell you from the place I look at it for the next five years in terms of time horizon, I do not see Java going any. So if you are already doing Java and if you have a five-year outlook, you can continue to invest and learn and you will be able to productively use it in a variety of contexts, whether you're developing IoT applications, whether you're developing big data and data engineering applications, whether you are developing enterprise applications, whether you're writing microservices, whether you're writing cloud native applications, Java is here to stay at least for the another next five years. I can clearly see that. So there is no harm investing your time and energy in learning Java and picking up a career in Java. At the same time, I would encourage everyone to think about diversifying your skills. We often talk about pie-shaped profiles and T-shaped profiles. So T-shaped profile is one where you are having a breadth of skills across a number of areas, and then the vertical line shows depth in a particular area. So that vertical line may be Java for you, but the surrounding areas could be many other things, many other technologies. Or if you want to start a career completely afresh and you want to do AI or some other field, that's fine as well. But like I said, Java is a great place to be in for at least another five years, as far as I can see. And beyond five years in IT, uh, I guess uh, nobody can predict. So time will tell. Thank you. Thank you so much for that, Raja. And I, I completely agree with you. All the reports and, you know, even if you Google today, uh, I think Java is one of the most trending programming languages. And uh, we have, we have I think, many reasons to, you know, stick onto it and keep learning it. 
the next one that I have is in your experience of working with enterprises, uh, are they still using Java? If yes, what kind of applications are they you know being worked on? Yes, so I gave a few examples. Uh, almost all enterprises today uh, that we work with, most of them are using Java as their backend platform. So uh, these are applications which are doing data engineering. These are applications in financial services doing trading systems. Uh, these are applications in retail which are the backbone of uh, their shopping carts or their whole retail experience to the end user. So almost all backend systems in all these, uh, whether you talk about telecom companies, whether you talk about healthcare, whether you talk about uh, uh, almost any kind of business, uh, except for very real time critical high performance uh, systems, which uh, Java probably will not be able to handle. Uh, almost all enterprises at this point are using uh, Java. Being a lead in financial services, I can tell you most of the financial firms uh, today continue to use Java on the backend, and uh, same way for many other industries. Um, so in terms of application, I think data engineering was one where I saw a lot of uh, shift and uh, a lot of companies have started to use Java for data engineering uh, when Hadoop became popular. And uh, since then, it continues to be, aside from Python, one of the most frequently used languages in data engineering applications as well. All right. The next one. How should Java developers keep pace with the latest happenings? Great question. I think there is lots uh, happening, not just in Java as a pure language, but also in the surrounding ecosystems. So first of all, we should understand that Oracle has moved to a different release cycle now. So there is a major and minor release. And so JDK keeps evolving fairly rapidly. I will give in that JDK changes are by far not that deep as they used to be until Java 9. So Java 8, we know, introduced a lot of Lambda expressions in streaming API. Java 9 introduced the whole modules project jigsaw. After that, the pace of changes has reduced a bit, but the frequency has increased. So the first thing to look at is JDK release notes. If you can just familiarize yourself, it will probably take you an hour or two to read what happened in a particular JDK and try its features out. So that's the first place I would encourage you to look at. Uh, the second place to look at is Spring Boot. Uh, there is tons of stuff happening in the Spring ecosystem and in Spring Boot projects. So definitely every quarter, take a look at what's going on in Spring Boot and Spring ecosystem because projects that are upgraded there bring in a lot of new features and that you may be able to use. So for example, a few years ago, I remember there was a simple project called Lombok, L-O-M-B-O-K, and this lets you get rid of all boilerplate that you have to add in Java code, for example, getter and setter methods. And I just found it so refreshing because uh, I was also working on uh, Flutter projects where uh, Dart automatically gives you uh, getters and setters and you don't have to do all this uh, extra boilerplate code. So I was very thrilled to see that. And uh, when I saw Java introduced uh, through this uh, Lombok framework, I was excited to see that. So if you can keep an eye on Spring projects and Spring Boot changes, uh, that's a great place to be. Uh, the third place I would love for you to look at is podcasts. So again, every developer has their own taste around podcasts. Uh, I definitely look at software engineering daily because it covers a variety of topics, not just Java. And particularly as you spend more time in the industry, it helps you build a bread. Uh, so look at something which is wide and not just covering Java in depth. Look at something which covers a range of technologies and solutions. And uh, then, of course, uh, it will also keep you updated on Java. Right? Uh, then there are very good training platforms udemy is one of them there are many others where you can take a particular topic and just master it so for example if you pick that course in spring boot you could go from let's say 
scratch to an intermediate level of expertise in a matter of a week by taking a course. So every now and then, let's say once in a year, you can take a Udemy course on the same technology and it will just refresh your mind on the latest concepts in that technology. So Udemy courses or other platforms are great also. Attend conferences. QCon is one uh, very popular conference and similarly there are many others that are happening that keep getting you latest, uh, latest features in a language. So it's definitely something that you should keep your hands on. And by the way, one great place to be in is to always try new features out. So when I give you these sources, it's not just with the idea of getting information from that source and then forgetting it. You'll build muscle memory when you actually try out. So have your IDE open when you learn about something, code something, update it, uh, and then try, try and learn those features. Uh, that's definitely valuable. Amazing. I think the list is absolutely great and our audience will take a note of it. Uh, moving on to the next one, Raja. Uh, what surrounding technologies can developers learn around Java to be more valuable? So I think uh, there is lots of, lots of things uh, that you need to know. First of all, let's understand what you are trying to solve. You're not trying to solve learning Java. You're trying to solve a customer business problem. And in today's times, customers are looking for rapid development. So customers are looking for solving business problems whose requirements change very rapidly. And so they're looking for you to take a requirement and get it on production as soon as possible for them to have a competitive advantage. That's what your customers are. That's what your companies are looking for. So if you want to take an, take an idea and get it to production, get it live as soon as possible, think about what do you need. What you need is rapidly deployable components that brings you to microservices. So that's the first area that you need to master if you are doing Java. And uh, I would encourage you to go to spring.io slash guides and uh, start looking at microservices. Also, another great place to learn about microservices is microservices.io. It contains tons and tons of patterns that would help you not make mistakes that many have made on, on their applications. And it has a bunch of lessons that you can learn. So without making mistakes, uh, you can continue to learn just by going to the site and looking at all the patterns. So those are two great places, Spring Boot courses on microservices and also on microservices.io, uh, learning all the design patterns from there, right? Then there is uh, messaging technologies. Uh, Kafka, for example, is pretty popular these days. Most of the times you're doing event-driven programming, you're doing messaging, you're doing asynchronous communication between applications. So a platform like Kafka makes a lot of sense. Um, you also probably want to learn about reactive programming. Uh, in the same way. And then you can also diversify on other skills. For example, you may be a full stack developer and uh, customers may be, or your company may be looking at you to develop an end-to-end -end functionality that includes the front end. So you may want to pick up a technology like uh, React to be able to develop web applications, right? So do not think from the perspective of, I want to learn Java and surrounding ecosystem. Think from the perspective of what is the business problem I'm trying to solve and what is needed to solve it. And the answer will come to you quickly, right? Cloud is another example. If you are helping clients solve a business problem, that would involve rapid development, that would also involve rapid deployment, and that would involve changing deployment scenarios. So today, for example, your application may have only 50 users. Tomorrow, as the marketing team ups the game, you may have 10,000 users, right? TechGeek is a great example. I'm, I'm sure it had a modest start, and today you have lakhs and lakhs of users. So if you want to build applications like that, that scale rapidly, You've got to learn cloud. Uh, so these are some examples of technologies. Once again, to summarize, look at Spring Boot ecosystem, look at microservices, look at microservices.io, 
build other skills like uh, Kafka, which are messaging and asynchronous programming techniques like reactive programming, look at cloud. Those are uh, mainstream technologies in Java space. And then you can also look at uh, other things like front-end technologies like React. Uh, that will make you a complete full-stack developer and much more valuable in the market. Okay, thank you for sharing that, uh, Raja. I think uh, that was pretty helpful in terms of the profiles also that, uh, you know, today's uh, software developers try to look at, and especially the ones who are aspiring uh, their careers uh, in this domain. Okay, this is the last one. How can Java developers make themselves more future-proof? <laughs> That's a great question. I don't know uh, if there is a definitive uh, silver bullet I can give you here, uh, but I can tell you what has worked for me. Hopefully, that will work for you too, right? Uh, so the first thing is stay alert and stay connected. When I say stay alert, I mean stay updated with what's going on in some of the platforms I described before, right? Latest releases of Spring, latest releases of uh, uh, cloud technologies, listen to YouTube uh, channels of uh, great speakers who are talking about technology findings and uh, updates. Uh, so that's, that's one is to stay alert. Uh, the other is staying open to trying new things. So whatever project you are on, Make sure that you're working in a company and you're working in a culture where you are incentivized to try new things because only by trying you learn. So to give you an example, you may be working on a project where the monitoring infrastructure isn't great. And for example, if you have microservices and you have a service A calling B calling C and then back, there is no tracing of where the time was spent and you have an issue on production where you can't tell which service took most of the time. Now, as a developer, you may just have finished learning about Spring Boot's Sleuth project, which use a zip key and it adds uh, all this distributed tracing. So you may want to try that. You want to be in a situation where you can try such ideas out and learn from them. Uh, so you, you should be looking for companies which help you do that, right? And I can proudly say as uh, a, 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 a part of Publicis Sapient family that we take a lot of pride in our engineers being always given the opportunity and the freedom to try out new technologies and solutions. And in fact, that's something clients really love us for. So I would encourage you to work in that sort of environment where you can try your hands at new technologies, right? Uh, the second thing is to increase your breadth. Now, if you're working on a Java project and let's say you want to start working on Flutter, which is a mobile technology, it may be a very steep gap, particularly because your project may not be using mobile. Maybe you're building web applications. So instead of learning something completely out of context and then forgetting it after two years, what you may want to do is just look for the periphery of the work that you're doing. So let's say you're developing microservices. Maybe you want to learn about DevOps and how that whole microservices that you build are actually deployed to the cloud. So that will give you an idea of the build pipeline and the deployment process and so forth, right? Now, once you get it on the production environment, now you may want to think about how failover is being managed. So if your service goes down, then how does a customer get to know? How does your team get to know, support staff get to know? So you may want to learn more about monitoring software. You may want to know more about how the infrastructure auto scales to add more servers. So you may want to learn about cloud to make sure you understand how the system is supported, right? Uh, similarly, uh, you may be actually having a front end and that front end may be built out of React. You may want to understand how that works. So wherever you are, just see what is surrounding the immediate work that you're doing and go one step at a time, sideways, upwards, downwards, wherever you can lay your hands on, right? So as a developer, for example, I always used to go to my project manager and say, yes, I have finished the set of stories I needed to work on in this sprint. Now I want a story of my choice 
to be given because it's my free time i could have also lost that time i'm asking you for a work i can do in another technology so i remember working on a project where i did java stories and then i went to the project manager and i said i need to do something on the content management system now because i had the freedom to choose uh, because i had completed my share of work the project manager was more than happy to give me some ramp up on that technology and then give me work related to that so likewise if you can be enthusiastic about what's going on around you not just immediately in the work that you're doing that will be an easy and uh, very lasting way for you to build skills that can uh, that can make it count in the long run so just to put it uh, um, in a summary there is no easy way to stay future proof you have to stay alert you have to try new things you have to be working for a company and in an environment which lets you challenge thinking and try new things and you also want to work in the periphery of what you are actually doing so you can gain skills and you can also apply them immediately on the job superb superb with this we come to the end of the episode thank you raja for sharing such fantastic insights on career development in java listeners please ensure to take a note of each prospect that our guest speakers has shared today once again raja thank you for being here thank you it's been a pleasure thank you for listening everyone stay tuned for more podcasts we promise to come back with some more amazing speakers and themes soon